Salutations, motherfuckers, and welcome to another episode of Travel and Shit. I don't know if you can tell there's a certain level, a tone, if you will, of excitement in my voice. Oh, this is D-Carry, by the way. But I'm wild excited because I have my first guest. Don't want to clap on the mic because headphones, yay. So, guest, introduce yourself. Hello, um, my name is Kevin. I also go by Kenna, so it kind of just depends on what you see me as, <laughs> it switches up. Um, but yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So I met Kevin slash Kenna. Well, actually, I met Kevin yeah. in Cuba, <laughs> and we were going on an incredible day tour in, uh, what is it, Kanasi? Kanasi? How do you pronounce it? Kanasi. Kanasi, yeah, okay. Uh So we met on a day tour, well, like an excursion, if you will. And that's why I encourage... Um, solo travel because you can always meet just because you're by yourself doesn't mean that you can't meet people while you're there so you don't have to um feel like you're going to do everything alone so thankfully uh kevin and um what did you want to go by um nicole, nicole. and faith yes yeah, they I were was... my translators because i booked this shit in english but i get there <laughs> and everything's in fucking spanish and it turns out that one of the uh guides had to stay back with another person on the tour that couldn't complete it, blah, blah, blah. And she's the one that spoke some English. So uh, the other guy only spoke Spanish. And um, I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. And they're talking <laughs> about poisonous plants and shit on the hike and waiting across the river, blah, blah. Do you eat this? Yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I, I, yo no sé, no entiendo. I. Literally. <laughs> thankfully, literally. Uh, generous kids helped me out. And I say kids because how old are you? Twenty one. Oh yeah, they're babies. <laughs> oh, they're babies. But um, I gotta say that I was really excited to see you guys traveling so young. Like that's one thing that I kind of wish that I would have done more of in my youth. So not to say that I don't feel um, no, I don't feel settled down. Don't mean not even lie. I don't really feel settled down now, and I don't feel bad about not feeling settled down. But I feel like if I had traveled more when I was younger, I might. Um, no, I don't even know if I'd feel like I'd be ready to settle down. I don't know. I don't know. But I wish I, I would have been more places. It that definitely I know just sure. like, I don't know. I feel like it just taught me a lot and it definitely like mm -hmm. um, changed who I am as a person. And that sounds like super overdramatic, like, oh my God, no. Right. But like, it really did. And like, you experience a lot of things, especially going to places like third world countries, such as Cuba. Like, you really see a lot. You really learn a lot. And... It's just a, an experience I think everyone should have. And I feel like a lot of Americans just have this perception of other countries that it's too dangerous, it's mm -hmm. too this, it's too that. And it's all completely false. Like, it's all completely made up. <laughs> yeah. And my family is Caribbean. And even my family being Caribbean, you know, they were still really nervous for me mm -hmm. to be traveling by myself and there's literally no reason for it. <laughs> like, yeah. And also for you to be able to learn so much about yourself so mm -hmm. early. You don't yeah. have to wait until you're 35. Well, I'm not 35. I'm 33. But you don't have to wait <laughs> until you're 33 to figure all these things out. It's it's happening for you a lot sooner. So you have, um, you can develop self much sooner mm -hmm. and alleviate a whole bunch of problems that not knowing yourself can kind of um, present as you grow and develop. Uh, but so getting to it and mm -hmm. hopping on, I want to discuss 
traveling as, I guess, uh, a nonconformist, yeah. if you will. So while we met, well, I guess in conversation, the first thing we started talking about was how you identify racially. That was like our intro oh, yeah, fucking yeah, combo. Yeah, it was. And so well, how do you mention that your family's from the Caribbean? So how do yes. you identify? Well, um, my mom is Dominican um, and my dad is Honduran. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It's like really, it's really half and half because half the people growing up always told me, oh, you're Dominican, so you're black. And the other half always told me, oh, like, it doesn't matter, like, you're white-skinned, you're not black, you know? And so it's always been confusing. And still to this, like, Faith tells everyone I'm black, you know? Like, mm -hmm. and to me, like, that's a little weird, I'm not going to lie, because I have not experienced life as a black person, obviously. Mm -hmm. But then, like, black people themselves are telling me I'm black, so it's kind of just, like... Mm -hmm. I don't know, really. So I just say I'm Dominican. And if you want to see me as black, that's fine. If you don't, like, that's fine. Like, I just let people make their own. Right. You know, I just say what I am. And if you can come to whatever conclusion you like both ways does not bother me. So all. that made it very easy for us to get along. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when that was like our initial conversation, like, hey, so you speak Spanish? Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm Dominican. And then all yeah. of this. So for you in traveling with that ambiguity in just the, I guess, racial sense, mm -hmm. how else do you identify? Are you homosexual? Are you heterosexual? Are you, oh, what's the, then there's bisexual, then there's asexual, pansexual. There's so many different identities across the boards. So I guess across the spectrum, uh -huh. without pigeonholing yourself into something, what has your experience been? Um, well, I'm definitely mostly into men, but I've definitely had had some experiences with trans, um, the trans community. So I, yeah, I guess mostly just gay and I guess just open-minded, really. Like, I'm not going to say no to anything. Like, I'll try it, whatever. So I but guess yeah. it's like pansexual. It's pansexual, right? but I'm not really into like... women. Like, okay. it's more like non-conforming people, non-binary people and men, you know? Okay. So you, when you introduce yourself, you said you're either Kevin or Kenna. Yeah. So who's Kenna? Well, so Kenna is kind of um, my drag persona, so she's just me as a woman, basically. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty much it. I know people have a lot of perceptions about drag queens. And I'm more like, I like to call it the new wave of drag. There's like artists like um, Pablo Vitar, who I really look up to. And um, Naomi Smalls, Violet Tchotchke. Um, and there's more queens I'm obviously missing who are able, who are men who dress up as women, but are still able to assimilate into heteronormative society. So I feel like that's kind of what I am. Like, even though I'm basically just a cross-dresser, okay. I'm still able to go to straight clubs, go, like, to straight places and not really feel out of place at all. And when you say go to straight places, you say go as Kenna, yeah, as a woman, dressed as a woman. Exactly, exactly. So what is the difference between drag and then like cross-dressing? Um, 
Cross-dressing is more for just sexual pleasure, mm-hmm. um, whereas drag is more like the whole art, um, where it's like makeup on 10, outfit on 10. Like, I usually don't go out um, in something that I have not made myself. Mm. And that's just me personally. It's not really that strict. Like, yeah, I'll wear something I buy. But for the most part, everything I wear, I've made myself mm-hmm. um, when I go out as a woman. Um, and it's just, it's also for um, performances, lip syncing. Um, and it's just more kind of like my brand because um, I'm a designer. So I use Kenna as my brand, as my model, as, yeah, she's my brand. Okay. Um, whereas cross-dressing is usually like, let me just go out to the club, dress as a woman and suck some dick. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of just, <laughs> that's kind of just it. Um yeah, and it's usually like just men and like a man in a wig and barely any makeup. So like, it's less performative. Yeah, yeah, it's usually just based off sexual pleasure. Okay. So that's the main difference. Whereas drag, it's not really just sexual pleasure. It could be. It's more just the whole art, and I see the transformation if. Well, you guys can't see me, obviously, but if you are able to see the transformation, like, it is art. Like, mm-hmm. it's a really big transformation. Um, for those of you who are interested, my Instagram is Kenna Keef. So, Kenna, K-I-E-F. Um, and, yeah, you can Go see how I look. It. I'll put it, we'll make sure to put it in the um, description because I know right. even when I'm trying to search you, I'm always like, fuck, how do I spell it? K-E-K-A-K-E, Kenna, shit. Let me just go to my messages. And I always just find you there. Yeah, so you only dress as Kenna when you go out, like in terms of parties, or do you just do it, go into the grocery store? No, or... no, no. Okay. It's not like a day thing at mm-hmm. all. It's not. Um, I did go out as Kenna during New York Fashion Week to a lot of fashion shows during the day. And if I have like, I don't know, like something I have to model in the street or like an event like a party or something usually social things Mm -hmm. anything that's social i like to be kind of um i just feel more comfortable in social settings but anything else school work just chilling um going out to eat like every day-to-day stuff Mm -hmm. it's kevin like you're kevin now yeah exactly i'm kevin now and i feel 100 percent comfortable but i'm also you know, if we were to go out after, like, I don't want to be like, let's throw these lashes on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what would be, I guess, an appropriate way? Okay, let's go over like pronouns and addressing because I work with the public. Mm -hmm. And so I have a lot of people present themselves to me. Like I'll look in someone's face and know you're a man, but you're dressed as a full woman. So I'm going to address you as a woman. Good, good. Same yeah. thing with um, a man. I mean, a woman. You'll yeah. come in. I can see in your face that you're a woman, but you're dressing as a man. So that's where it gets a little trickier for yeah. me because sometimes you don't know. It's kind of like it's harder. I don't want to say it's harder because there's that line of um, tomboy. Androgyny, androgy- yeah. Yes, where I don't know what yeah. you're trying to present. I don't know if you're, I don't want to say making a statement. I'm doing the air quotes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say making a statement, but it's a little harder for me to choose a pronoun when I see a woman that looks yeah. a little more masculine. But then there's, what was the other one I was thinking? I just totally lost it. So there's men that come as women. 
Or people who just you can't even really tell. Oh like. no! <laughs> then there, then there are there's the uh, population that you can tell that they're kind of transitory, like they're in, in some type transition. of transition. So it's yeah. like, fuck. Uh, are you just a really masculine looking yeah, woman, yeah. or are you just a feminine looking man? Yeah. So it's kind of like ah. Person, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Good morning. I just say good morning to everybody. Good. But if I need to just kind of go through a, ma'am, I need you to, sir, if you would, can you something, blah, blah, blah. That's where it gets a little tricky. And I just want to say, I probably should have started it off. I've already um, discussed with Kevin, like, if there were anything that I could ask that would be offensive. So forgive me in advance for being, I don't want to say ignorant, because at this day and age, you really can look anything up. But there's still a lot I'm learning about the... What is it? L G Q B T A, isn't it like a question mark? I, yes. Yeah, I'm learning myself a lot. Mm -hmm. I consider myself an ally as I have a lot of family, mm -hmm. a lot of friends. It's always been a norm for me in my family. Adoption, homosexuality, it's just always been in my norm. But there's still a lot I don't know because mm -hmm. this isn't exactly something that you just openly converse with, like, you know, yeah. with your family all the time. Well, um, I'm not trans. Um, I'm not in transition or anything. I don't want boobs. I'm happy with my penis. Um, so I can't really speak for the trans community. But what I can say is that every person's experience and journey is different. So that's why a lot of people are so confused when it comes to um, pronouns or any questions they have surrounding the trans community. It's because it usually differs um, for every trans person. Like there's isn't a set rule, mm -hmm. you know, for the whole community. Like everyone has different views and different feelings on gender. Um, me personally, regardless if I'm Kevin or Kenna, pronouns do not bother me at all. He or she does not bother me. Even if I'm like in full drag, like 50 inch wig, like <laughs> six inch heels, you can still, ref like my friends still call me Kevin and he. Mm -hmm. Just because they've no like, and it doesn't bother me. It does not right. bother me at all. Is it because they're your friends or is it because like if a stranger were to say to you, sir? It depends. You can usually feel the malice. Mm, got you it. You know if It's like when somebody's catcalling you. Yeah. If someone says, oh, you're really pretty. Or if they say, oh, you're yeah. really pretty. It's yeah. like, bruh, like, I get it. Okay. It's, I, like, that has happened to me before, but it wasn't out of a place of like, I want to hurt your feelings, mm -hmm. so it doesn't bother me. As long as you're not trying to um, refer to me as a man to hurt my feelings, it. it really does not bother me at all. And so far, like, I've never experienced anyone misgendering me on purpose or, okay. like, like, anything like that, so. Okay, so <laughs> if you can, what is the dip? Okay. Oh, two things. Let me just say them both so that we can, <laughs> you can hold me accountable to the questions that I wanted to ask. So the difference between transsexual and a trans, like a transgendered person mm -hmm. or someone that's transsexual, and then the difference between gender and sex, because mm -hmm. I definitely know the difference between gender and sex. Sex is your um, reproductive assignment. Mm -hmm. It's just how you're born. You're born male or female, or you could be a hermaphrodite mm -hmm. at birth, but the the most part your your sex is male your sex is female your gender however is more a construct it's what you decide exactly. to identify as so you can be a female by sex 
but by gender be male and vice versa. Or you can be non-binary or you can be someone that um, maybe hasn't made the decision. I don't really know. Is there any clarification you can give to that? Do I? No, you got to. Okay, so that's right. That's the difference between sex and gender. So when someone says that they want to change their gender, they are perhaps referring to how they identify. Exactly. So when they fill out paperwork, Mm -hmm. oh, even better. What about bathroom, like choice of bathroom? When you're Mm -hmm. dressed as Kenna, what do you do? I go to the woman's bathroom, definitely. Definitely, definitely. We always have stalls. So yeah. that makes that easy. I don't understand why people have an issue with it because you're in your own little corner. Yeah, yeah. I've I don't never see had you it. do this. You don't see me do this. Like, Yeah, no, I definitely, no, yeah. That is just, that's the only thing where it's like, no, I'll only mm-hmm. go to a woman's bathroom. I will not go to a man's bathroom. Um, just because I don't want to, not for me, like, I wouldn't care, like, I'll be peeing, like, I, actually, I feel like in some places I could get away with it, but I just wouldn't do it because I don't want to make men feel uncomfortable, you know, like, it's already a lot. For some people for to kind of digest. And then to be peeing next to me, you know, like, it's just a lot, like, why would I do that? It just doesn't okay. make sense. And women in general are a lot more open-minded with that kind of stuff, so let women deal with it, with yeah. being in the back. <laughs> Through. <laughs> Washing your hands like yeah. oh, nice lip shade. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like I just don't want to make men feel uncomfortable. I feel like in most situations it'd be like most guys would be like whatever, but mm-hmm. just don't want to make them feel uncomfortable or combative because I feel like that's also yeah. putting yourself at risk because of the way a lot of guys yeah, tend to, and especially yeah. considering you do it in a social setting. Yeah. So yeah. social settings generally have alcohol involved, and yeah. everybody gets muscles more so yeah, when yeah. they start and licking in the system. Yeah. Um, so next, or back to the other question, the difference between transsexual or transsexuality, or I don't know how to. I'm properly not really say sure it. about that. Okay. So I don't. I feel like, yeah, I'm not really sure. I think it might have something to do with um, like their genitalia, like mm-hmm. if it's it like post-op. I mean, pre-op. If they're actually going to. Yeah, yeah, something like that, I think. But I'm not really that sh- sure. But you can just look that up, like okay. transgender and transsexual. like. Because I'm thinking in my head, with my explanation of uh, sex and gender, that someone that is transsexual would be opting for a surgery because mm-hmm. they want to change their sex ident- their sexual mm-hmm. assignment versus someone that's transgender Who's may just, just want ge- to change exactly. their den- gender yeah. as how they present yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm... You're fine with your penis. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to keep what I got, yeah. but I'm just going to always present as one way or the other. So do you think you would ever always um, present as Kenna? Or um, do you feel like you like the duality? I like the duality. I just like being able to... Um, I I just would not give up my manhood it's just it's a hell of a perk ain't it yeah 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 exactly like i just don't want i i just maybe in a society where men and women were really completely equal Mm, maybe but like i don't want to give up my manhood like no there's just too many perks to it and even though i am a really feminine guy i feel like and also i don't want to have to worry and deal with all the issues that trans women deal with which is like having to get clocked or like all this like what's that like oh like just random people like always worrying like oh does he know i'm a man like this and that you know so you feel more comfortable dating as kevin and then introducing kenna if you will 
Yeah. Or vice versa. Also, it's like, like, for example, in Cuba, the guy I met, like, mm-hmm. I was in drag. But, like, when I'm in drag, you can still tell I'm a man. So you mm. still know the situation. You know what you're kind of getting yourself exactly, into. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I've definitely... Um, like started hooking up with guys who did not know and then i'm just like and they didn't know what that you were that a, i was a man, man. Okay. yeah um and then it gets it's just awkward and i don't want to deal with that and that's why like a lot of drag queens wear fake boobs and fake hips but since i'm already pretty fishy which is a gay term for um appearing like a woman mm-hmm. for passing as a woman since I'm already pretty fishy, I don't pad. And... I've never fucking heard that before. <laughs> I feel like so like in the nose. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's a really big term. Like any gay person knows what fishy I means. I fucking have never yeah. heard it before. And I feel like I'm yeah. totally like in the loop. It just means Not being able loop. to um, pass for a woman. Okay. So like, yeah, I never wear boobs. So mm-hmm. you can always, unless you're like plastered. Like right. if you try to... See a little, like, it's so obvious, you know? Like, if you don't realize that I'm a man when I'm in drag, it's because you don't want to right. know. <laughs> <laughs> so that just helps me um, not have to deal with all that awkward mm-hmm. stuff that trans women have to deal with. Um, like, having to tell the guy, all this. Like, I never have to deal with that. Um, and then I also know that whoever I'm dating or hooking up with is okay with me as a boy and as a woman. Got it. So it just makes stuff, it just makes everything so much easier. And I have so much respect for trans women because I could never, I can't even imagine what it's like to deal mm-hmm. with all this. So trans women essentially always present yeah. as women. Yeah. They never present as men. And so would all trans men opt for the surgery or that's, well i guess that's part of that everyone has their own kind of story kind of thing exactly okay exactly because i'm trying to hmm. not all trans women um get the surgery um the bottom surgery most get um boobs right right but some don't get the bottom surgery it mm-hmm. really depends on personal preference right um, yeah. I mean, some people like to keep their penis for sex. Like, I can't. Like, shit, if it's working, you've been yeah. enjoying it so far. <laughs> so. Okay, so you brought up Cuba. Mm-hmm. What has it been like to travel as, what is, do you feel comfortable being identified as someone that's non-binary? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I definitely fit into that category. Um yeah, because I identify as both a man and a woman mm-hmm. at different times. So I definitely fit into the non-binary category. Um, so traveling as someone who is non-binary, I also, um, before Cuba, I went to DR, mm-hmm. Dominican Republic. And it was similar, but very different okay. in both ways. But both were very positive experiences. Very positive. <laughs> so for anyone who is part of the community feel free to travel to the caribbean at least the spanish-speaking countries Mm -hmm. are really safe for us are really really safe um but yeah cuba and was that your experience as kevin a homosexual man or as kenna a woman in drag both okay yeah and that's why i know for a fact that it is a Mm -hmm. safe place to travel but what areas were you in because i'm sure that there are some corners of because just like there are corners here you're 
Yeah. You're good in the village, yeah. but go maybe to like Wall Street or go to, I don't know, Little Italy. I don't really know. Go certain areas and it may not be as comfortable. Um, well, in Dominican Republic, I did not go to, I stayed far, far away from all the tourist locations. Mm-hmm. So I was in Santo Domingo, which is the capital. And I also went to Samana and Las Terenas and... Um, Santo Domingo was actually very different from Samana in terms of um, how comfortable guys were with me. Mm. Um, in Santo Domingo, I am not exaggerating when I say everyone wanted to have sex with me. <laughs> like, I like Kenna, everyone was obsessed with Kenna. Like, when I would go out, there would literally be a line of guys, and I'm mm-hmm. not exaggerating, like, a line of guys wanting to talk to me. And not all just, like, oh, like, let me have sex, sex with you. It was more, like, curiosity, and mm-hmm. people were, like, just really interested, like, wanted, they just wanted to talk to me and see, like, what was my deal, you know? And Las Terenas, the guys were really nice to me, but they were not, like, all, you know, they weren't affectionate. Like, they were nice and very, like, respectful, of course, but they were not as, like, open-minded as they were in Santo Domingo. Okay. Like, yeah, but I felt just as comfortable in both places. I to- felt totally safe. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no issue anywhere. Yeah. Were there other... Um, drag queens or trans women or other? I did see a couple of trans women um, and I did meet a couple of gay men Mm -hmm. um, and everyone, like, no one really cares. Like, one thing to know about DR, though, was that as a boy, I'd walk around in booty shorts and, like, a t-shirt, you know? And people referred to me as a woman when Mm -hmm. I was Kevin. Everyone referred to me as she, um, which was really shocking at first. I was like, what the hell? But then I asked around, they were like, oh, like, if you're just, like, like kind of flamboyant, like, mm-hmm. they just see you as a woman. Like, that's it. Like, if you have, if they just see you with more feminine energy than masculine energy. Got it. They're going just, by your energy, essentially. Yeah, yeah. They'll just are... refer to you as a woman. And it's not really, and I kind of liked it because it made me, made me feel like, they accepted me, you know, mm-hmm. um, by using female pronouns, even though I wasn't exactly presenting. a woman. Yeah, presenting as a woman. It just it made me feel comfortable. So I kind of really like that about DR where everyone's like, oh, glinga, like this. That. <laughs> like, yeah, I liked it. What about Cuba? Um, Cuba was different in that um, the straight men in Cuba were all, like I said, very respectful and nice, but they weren't as curious. They Mm -hmm. weren't as curious as the guys in DR. They weren't, yeah. Um, But, and there was, oh, Cuba has an amazing, well, at least in Trinidad. In Cuba, I went to Havana in Trinidad, but I'm pretty sure um, most of Cuba is the same. Mm -hmm. Um, In Havana, in, in Trinidad, there is an amazing group of trans women and they're like really tight knit and they go out every night and I literally that's why I fell in love with Cuba so much and I'm going back because just the like the gay community there they're just like such amazing people and yeah I really fell in love and everyone loves them like everyone loves the trans woman in Trinidad like it was crazy she um 
this trans woman that I met, she invited me over her house and she was like showing off that she won like this popularity award. Like she was the most popular in the town. That's cute. And like in the club, like all this like straight guys are like dancing with her. Like she was, everyone like loves her. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're so like, honestly, I feel like the gay community, um, especially trans women have more, are more accepted and have more rights and freedom in Cuba than they do here. Okay. Especially with, like, the Trump administration trying to, like, they're, they just passed, um, they're just trying to pass a bill. I'm not too educated on this. I'm not sure. But something along the lines of they're not going to let um, trans women change their gender mm-hmm. anymore. So if they were born a male, they have to identify as male. Which, and, like, in Cuba, it's not like that. Okay. Um, yeah, Cuba, just if you're trans, go to Cuba. <laughs> You'll fucking it love ain't that it. far. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it just traveling to these two countries just showed me that you think, oh, New York is the most open minded place in the world. You can be whoever you want in New York. This and that, this and that. Like, no, I felt way more comfortable as Kenna and as Kevin mm-hmm. in DR and Cuba than I do in New York a lot of times. Um, yeah, New York is pretty free, but the men in New York have a lot of, like, fragile masculinity. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a word. It's just oh. fragile masculinity. Like, they're so, like, insecure of their masculinity. For whereas, no like, reason. For no reason. And in these other countries, it's like all these guys, they don't, they do not care. Like You're either interested or you're yeah. not. It has nothing. Like, yeah, what is, yeah. There's no bearing on me. Exactly. If you're interested, be interested. Get, be all interested. Ex- Say what's up. If not, like, okay. And they're too, and they don't care about what other people are doing either. Like, it doesn't bother them. I guess, like, when you're trying to make money to eat the next day, mm-hmm. you don't have time to be worrying about what, I'm doing or what I'm dressing whereas here it's like everyone is so up in each other's business (laughs) like I don't know it's just like it really made me hate the U.S. I'm not gonna lie so much free time so much access it's like you give yourself problems whereas I can see your point to just having actual first world like we've got first world problems here not to say that everyone in the United States is of means or of affluence and doesn't have real life shit going on. But in the general demographic that we're talking about here, the ones that are on Instagram, the ones that are very active on social media and that have the means to go out, you know, once a week, uh, once a month, that demographic seems to be the ones that are, you know, trying to be flashy, whether they have it or not. You at least have something to spend on clothes or tangible goods versus someone in a country where it's like nabi so you either eating or you're not exactly so what types of i guess i don't want to say investments but what type of planning or what type of thought do you put into your um your travels like do you mm-hmm. ever feel uncomfortable going someplace is this something that you um look into before you go to a location like what because i know mm-hmm. as a black woman mm-hmm. i'm look you know yeah. depending on where i'm going i'm like shit how do they feel about us there yeah, yeah. okay is this um and i'm going by myself and then also as yeah, like a so, solo female yeah. traveler yeah. so i always look into how do people do people feel safe um yeah. you know 
Am I going to feel a way? Because I like to just randomly roam around places. Mm-hmm. Am I going to feel comfortable doing that? Or let me stay at a resort. Am I going to do Airbnb? What kind? What do you think of when you're thinking of where you're going? Um, well, so the first, I guess, um, third world country I visited was Dominican Republic. Before that, I've, I only went to London. That mm-hmm. was basically the only traveling I did. Um, so I have family in DR actually in Santo Domingo, but they're very conservative and my mom grew up there. She immigrated here when she was around 14, 15. Um, so they all said, and you know, my mom knows kind of, she's mm-hmm. pretty whatever with it. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't say proud, but not like what. She's not restricting <laughs> yeah, your, she's it, not going to see you sewing and be like, you're either putting that yeah. up or leaving my house kind of thing. It's just like, yeah, all right, like, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, whatever with it. And she really was like, you're not going to be able to dress up there. Like you're not going to be able to be kind of there, you know, like people, you have to be careful. Like you can't be all flamboyant. Like they put all this fear into my head but I I'm Dominican I never went to DR and I did not want to go to like Punta Cana or any of those tourist places like I wanted to actually see and experience you know the country that my family grew up in you know so I went with my two best friends and one of them is black she's Haitian and the other one's Ecuadorian um she's almost my skin tone maybe a little darker Mm -hmm. but we're both White passing, I guess. Racially ambiguous. Yeah, You're yeah. Very racially ambiguous. You can kind of, you can look at you and kind of say, mm, maybe Spanish, yeah. maybe Greek. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> maybe like a swarthy Italian. I don't yeah. know, like you're Sicilian Italian. You, you could go for very racially yeah. ambiguous. Yeah, but in like these countries, we're just gringos. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't even, if you're racially ambiguous, like you're mm-hmm. just white. Like <laughs> and it's odd. That, I don't want to say odd, but it's um, funny that you brought that up. I was speaking with um, a young lady about being a guest on the uh, podcast also. And I'm just going through like her feed and she's mixed. And I don't think I ever considered the... I don't want to say difficulties, but maybe I should say difficulties. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But the mm, the tone of being racially ambiguous when you're traveling. Because on the one hand, you can mm -hmm. kind of fit into a lot of different places, you know, if you just keep your mouth shut. Like, I know when I go to um, countries that are mostly full of people of color, I just shut up. And for the most part, whatever they speak or whatever, someone will just come speak to... Like, when I was in Cuba, when I was waiting to figure out where the fuck we were going for this bus... The woman came up to me and just speaking Spanish. I'm like, ah, the lady that let me use her phone. Uh-huh. She was so kind. She had just come up to me, just speak, you know, hey, how you doing? I'm just like, I only understand a little. But I had never considered what it's like to travel as someone that's racially ambiguous because you do have, and I was reading her post, um, and she was basically saying that because you can identify as more than one thing, it kind of negates the other. It's like one thing negates the other and you don't, like nobody really lets you just be as you want, it seems she was trying to. I don't want to, you know, try to say what somebody Mm -hmm. else is because I'm just... Well, it's kind of, it's just... um... In I didn't feel this way in Cuba because Cuba's a lot more mixed. I fit in pretty well in Cuba to the point where um, during the end of the trip, my Spanish got really, really good. 
and I could have definitely passed for Cuban. Like people mm -hmm. told me like you could pass for Cuban. Mm -hmm. um, but in DR, it's not like that, even though it's kind of the same. Um, what's that word? This diaspora this oh diaspora diaspora it's kind Even of diaspora 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 it's kind of like however you yeah. caribbean caribbean because they're both like caribbean islands right mm -hmm. next door to each other so you think it'd be similar but i guess because of haiti um dominicans like even you would you're really light you would probably stick out there in dr yeah even you like everyone there is like vape's color Wow. Okay. Yeah. So. And Faith is, um, she's dark skin. Yeah. She. I'm trying to think of somebody um, famous, same complexion, maybe like a Naomi Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, everyone there is like that shade. Mm -hmm. Everyone there is really, really dark. Um, so I stuck out wherever I went, and not only did I stick out because of my skin color, but I stuck out because of my flamboyance. Mm -hmm. But it was never like a bad thing. It was just a little frustrating that everyone thought I was like this stupid little white girl, like. <laughs> and you've know, got like, like the shoulder length, curly hair, yeah, just yeah. like the happy face, yeah. the smiles. <laughs> you know, and you have to be careful in DR because they are, it's not like Cuba, like Cuba's really safe DR, no, like they will scam you, they will rob you, they will play you, they will do whatever, because Cubans don't know they're poor. Dominicans know they're poor. Okay. <laughs> That's a big difference. Dominicans know they're dirt poor. Like there's no rich Dominicans. If you have money in DR, you're out of there. Um, so everyone there is really, really poor and they'll do anything for a buck. And I would say that most of the country has, I don't want to generalize a whole country like Based this. Based on the one area you've been, but with your experience in that area. With my experience, I would say that most people there are prostitutes. Hmm. And I know that's, people are probably going to get offended by that statement, but go and experience it yourself. Like I'm telling you. You can probably buy sex with anyone, even straight men, no matter how straight they are, for like ten bucks. That's why I mean, I hear that they a lot of um, where did all the bachelor parties go? They go to like DR mm -hmm. and what's the other country they go to? Is it? I don't want to go throwing out somebody's country. <laughs> nobody, but I know that I've heard that a lot of men will go to DR yeah. because they can, you know, more easily pay for sex there. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with paying for sex. Yeah. Let's clarify that. It's just like there's no sex worker shade or whatever. It's just that is the experience that he realized over there that it's just prevalent, if you will. Yeah, like it's so normal. Like no one sees anything wrong with like sex in exchange for 10 US Whereas dollars. here it's kind of more, well, is it illegal there? I'm not sure to be, mm. I don't think so. No, I'm pretty sure it's not because yeah. And it was just crazy when I realized that it's like I could have sex with straight married men for $10. Like when that hit me, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like this is so crazy to right. me. Like it was just such a shock. I was like, wow, like this country, it just uh, like I just felt so bad. And like not saying that there's anything wrong with sex working. It's just there's nothing wrong with sex working when you want to. Yes. It's just when you have no other choice, that's when it's sad. When that's really the only way you can eat. Like, that's like, wow, you know? Yes. Um, but yeah, DR was so intense. It was so intense. But I just, 
but regardless of all that, I loved how free and accepted I felt. Mm-hmm. So I will always like love that country, regardless of all the bad stuff. Like even though you cannot walk around because it's that bad, if you take out your phone at any moment, it's gonna get snatched. My friend learned that the hard way. Oh yeah, I remember you told me. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, like you really cannot have anything on you if you are going to walk around because you will get robbed. Um, but even with all that, I still love it just because. As someone who doesn't always feel accepted in New York, I totally felt 100% myself there. Where do you feel the most uncomfortable here in the States? In New York, I wouldn't say a specific place. Um, I, I haven't traveled anywhere in the U.S., by the way. Really? Yeah. So Seriously? Yeah. Like New York, Jersey, that's it? Yeah, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, New York, Jersey. Oh, my God. It. There's so much to see. It's so much fun. I'm just I not just interested in really, the U.S. Really? I'm not interested in the U.S. Oh, my God. At so, all. You, you see how beautiful, uh, can I see, can I see, yeah. can I see, whatever. You see how beautiful that was? Bro, like, Seattle's got tons of great, Yeah, but the people, carts. I'm not interested. <laughs> you don't even have to see the fucking people. They say, what, you met me? <laughs> true. You know, like, true, there's so true. much. The Grand Canyon, Antelope Canyon. I didn't. That's, I only enjoyed Vegas because there was penis. But, <laughs> um, but it, and that's the one place I gotta say that I would not have enjoyed had I not had a companion. Some, if I didn't have someone there, I would not have enjoyed Vegas. I don't do parties. I'm not a gambler. He did teach me a few things on the table. <laughs> Holla at me with some uh, not craps, but um, he taught me something with craps, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. But blackjack, he taught me something, and um. Roulette. No, it was more roulette. He told me something <laughs> with roulette, so I feel like I got like you Girl, know I've a system. I've never gambled. I've never gambled. I I think I the most gambling I'd done was I think I put like four dollars in slots at Atlantic City <laughs> and then got kicked out because I fell asleep on the couch. No. Yeah, that, that sounds like, like you. I would, yeah, I'm ready to sleep. I like we were already drunk by the time we went out there for one of my cousins. Um, she did like a party bus for her mom because her mom loves to gamble. So we did like one of them party buses to Atlantic City and we had like mimosas the whole ride down there. So I was already drunk when I got out there. Then we ate. So you sober up a little bit, but then they're feeding you alcohol because you're sitting at the machine. So I just sat at the machine so they can bring me more liquor. And I was just like, okay, that $4, $5, whatever I spent was like pennies. And I was just like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> so I sat on the couch and they just, we, I remember my cousin saying, boo, you got to wake up. We got to go. Cause we we like we're asleep on the couch. We gotta go. So I'm like, okay, girl. But that's the one place Vegas that I um, realized while I was there, I would not have had as much fun had I had to do it by myself. Yeah. Because it's just so much people. Every not everything there is a party atmosphere. But just walking around the lobby of the hotel, it's just like I don't like crowds and it's just people everywhere. You got people going to parties, people coming from parties. I'm not in. I live in. I work in Manhattan and I live in New York. I don't give a fuck about your lights. All this shiny stuff, like, Wah. he's like, oh, you got to see this. I'm like, bro, Times Square, been there, done that. It's the exact same thing. I'm uninterested. I would never go there again by myself. Mm-hmm. Only reason why, actually, I went there was because of all the stuff to do. Like, you're so close to the Grand Canyon. We ended up driving there. Then um, I had a tour to Antelope Canyon. I am so um, pro-traveling these 50 beautiful-ass states. I no. wanted to leave the country. Leave yes, leave the, the country. country. But country. also, I guess, okay, now I have to do an episode about, like, like fun yeah. shit to see in the states. You definitely should because I... 
yeah, I'm really, I haven't left New York. I'm not interested in mm-hmm. going to any other states, like, not even a little bit. It's like, like I have no interest in going to Paris. Like, yeah, I, I want to go just because it's Paris. Like, all right, I want to see the Louvre. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. I don't, I, you can Paris see a Beyonce's music video. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. I watched it one time because I don't have um, what is their thing? Um, uh, title. Yeah, I don't title. have title. I remember. I think I tried like to do like a um, like a free trial, and it just was being a bitch. It would not let me log on, and so I'm like, okay, I'm good. And that just kind of like, I'm good with Spotify. They get my 9.99 every month, and I hear the things I want to hear, but. I, I don't. There, there, I can understand there being places where people have no interest. Like I know, um, I would love to see every country in Africa, but convert, like inversely, my dad has no desire to go there. And I'm just like, how do you not yeah. have any interest to yeah, go? Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, there's so much to see. So I get it, but I definitely got to do that episode for you mm-hmm. now. But um. Where's some place that you think you want to go, but you're kind of... Anywhere in the Middle East. Like, I want to go to the Middle East so bad. And I'm definitely going to go, no matter how scared I am. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it because everyone told me not to go to DR and Cuba in drag. And it turned out so amazing. So I am don't listen to people. Right. Basically, I have to experience a country for myself. That's the main thing. Like, you really have to experience a country... Um, by yourself like you have to go there yourself and experience it don't listen to what the media tells you oh right i am a little ashamed to say like my dream trip right now like if i could do anything in the world like right here in this very moment i would spend like three months in india like maybe four because i I do a month in every region because i have a friend um, hey Harold, you know India just legalized like just um, I immediately gay think marriage mar- uh, marijuana when you no. say <laughs> legalized. I think of marijuana everywhere. <laughs> they legalized gay marriage, India. Oh so, wow, yeah, whole country recently. The oh, whole that's country. Beautiful. I think it was like a month or two ago. Okay, yeah. So I'm sure you'd be fine there. Yes, yes. I like. I would love to go spend a month in every region because my friend Harold was telling me, and I remember one day uh, we were in the. I uh, used to. Um, not at this job, but job before, um, we were in the office late and we spent like 30 minutes like on the internet and he's like, okay, now go to Southern India. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, this is beautiful. And he's like, okay, now go West. And it's like, everything is so different. Like, it's incredible. Like you can go to different regions for different things. You've got like the snow capped mountains in one spot and then you got the rainforest and mm-hmm. jungles or whatever. Um, but I went to um, Qatar in the Middle East yes. and I was in Doha for maybe three days, two days. It was a layover. I'd done a layover, an extended layover. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I'm going to drop a gem for you. So everybody, for the most part, tries to do the quickest layover or direct flights. Wrong. Always go for a layover. And if you can do an extended layover, look to do it in countries where they have um, certain programs that will entice you to stay longer because... A lot of airlines, when you fly into their home city, will offer a free visa and they will have like hospitality vouchers and different programs so that you can stay in really nice accommodations for really cheap. So KSR Airways had it so that they comped my visa and it was there was a free tour of the city 
if you had a layover that was like longer than six hours. So there's a six hour layover, but then there's like a 72 hour layover. So with the six hour layover, you have a, like a conditional visa that says you can go on this tour. But when you do the extended one, it basically says, no, bitch, you can do what the fuck you want. So I got that extended one because I'm like, no, I'm staying here. So I went on the little tour, which sucked because I ended up getting in like the last tour of the day. So it was already dark and it was nice to see certain places, you know, lit up because that's always, oh, nice. But I, you, you're, you don't know what the fuck you're looking at, you know, and it's, when you first see something, I'd rather see it, in, at least for me. I'd rather see it in the daytime first so I could see what all is going on and then enjoy it coming to the nightlife, if you will. Anyway, I was there for, was it? I want to say it's three days and two nights. I ended up missing out on, they have this thing where you can stay at like a four-star, five-star hotel for like $50 a night when you like do it through the the air, the air airline. But they tell you where was your layover? From? Like where were you going? I was after? going to Thailand. Oh, okay. I was. I went to uh, Phuket. Got it. Got it. And they basically tell you get your visa approved before you book your housing, before you book your hotel. I did that. I ended up not getting it approved until maybe a week or so before the trip. It was like really close to the trip. So by the time I went to go try to book the hotel, they tell me it's too late. So I ended up still booking like a three-star hotel. Keep in mind, your three stars is in every country's three stars. So it was nice, but when you sit in some place long enough and you look around at stuff, you're like, oh, that needs to be repainted. Oh, that's falling apart. It's stupid shit like that. So I think that's so dumb. Like I stay at hostels or mm-hmm. Airbnb. Oh, you yeah, I remember you guys told me about yeah. Hostel World, that website. Yeah, yeah. Like, I haven't been bold enough to do that yet. I we met in DR, the hostel we stayed at. Oh my god. Like my friends fell in love with the owners of the hostel. Like every time we go back there, we're getting like free rooms. Oh, basically. nice! Like we asked him about Cuba, and he was like, "Oh, just come back here. Like I'll comp your room, whatever." Yeah, and we made so many friends. Like, yeah, the hostel was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to like look at the hostel and see how it looks like, and see the ratings. Like it's basically like Yelp for hostels like okay if it has good ratings it's good the same way like, you look for an airbnb yeah yeah like it's one fine. trip i'll do it you have to do it it's so much fun you just you'll make so many friends that's the main thing like you'll make so many friends even if you're not trying to make friends because you know like i'm more i'm more like you like i don't mm-hmm. really talk to people like faith and stephanie are the ones always yeah. dragging me to meet people and stuff but and I still made so many friends, mm-hmm. and they were all like really supportive of my drag, which okay, I good. loved. Because <laughs> I'm like a conditional social person. Yeah. I have no problem talking to people, but at the same time, I'm not the initiator. I'm not that instigator. Exactly. I'm not gonna just walk up to someone same, yeah. and start a conversation. I'm the same, yeah. So Qatar, I I learned quite a few things. I silly me, not silly. It was I had one of the nicest. The, one of the kindest gestures shown to me. I was in like their, I think it's called a souk, like their open markets. And um, I was buying, now mind you, I'm on the tour. This is like when you get off, when you leave the airport. And this motherfucker, this airport is like a five-star <laughs> airport. There's only like seven or something. There are a very select few number of airports around the world that have like a five-star rating. It could be a five, a six, a seven, I don't know. But whatever the highest fucking rating an airport can get, 
this motherfucker has. Really? Bitch, they have like a Ritz-Carlton in the motherfucker. There's an entire... You know how like all airports have like malls and shit? Well, they have a hotel in the uh, airport and there is also like Cartier. There's also like... Um, Jeez. Like just... They're high-end stores. There's a Burberry in the mall. Like, I mean, in the airport. There's like... All of this, Bitch, have like, you seen JFK? Uh, opulence. <laughs> it's all opulence, okay? This was the fucking airport. So, last tour, it's nighttime. We're at the open market, and I'm buying, um, this is the first time I ever treated myself to, like, jewelry. And so I'm like, all right, it's a foreign fucking country. Like, we right here by fucking Africa. I'm like, maybe these diamonds is real, bitch. Buy them. <laughs> so I'm buying, like, these really nice rings, and... When I tell you, customer service is huge for me because I've worked in customers. Like, every okay. job I've ever had has had some same. ounce of customer same, service same, involved. Same. So yeah. I know what it's like to be in a bad fucking mood, but to still be nice to yeah, people. Yeah. So when people are nice to me, especially when I'm spending my coin, I really appreciate it. It makes the experience all the best. And I'm an easy fucking sell. I'll spend some money, especially if you're being nice. If I already feel like, all same. right, this feels good, I'm going to go ahead with it. So I'm bu- I'm looking at, like... Um, trinkets and shit to buy for family and it's there's an outer area and then a lot of the um, the shops if you will have like an actual more inside to it if that makes sense it's mostly outside but there's like um, a cubby that you can walk into so there's maybe like six by five of indoor shopping so he welcomed he's like hey how are you do you need help with anything I'm I'm helping someone please give me a moment that speaks a lot to me. You acknowledge yeah, me. Yeah. And so I'm like, cool, not a problem. So now I'm looking around. He finishes up. Hi, can I help you? And this is in, he speaks English, but you can tell that it's like a second language. Got it. So he's giving me the courtesy of speaking in English. He's taking his time. He's being very pleasant. I'm looking around. He's trying to upsell me. And I'm like, okay, no, I'll just do these. Another gentleman, an older shopkeeper comes in. Hi, how are you? Would you like some tea? I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I want some tea. Yes, I would. Thank you. So he comes, disappears talks to the guy and then comes back with like oh tea God. on a oh tray. God. I already and, know okay. where this is so going. So there's tea. He God. gives me a bottle of water. And so I'm like, thank you so much. Oh my God. And so now I'm like, okay, so I'll buy this. I'll take that. And then he tells the guy, okay, so, so he says something. Then he says, now they're speaking. Um, uh, they're laying I think they, I think they speak Arabic. I'm pretty sure it's Arabic. So they, now mind you, this is Ramadan. So I'm trying to be very, you know, respectful because it's like, I know this is like your really holy time. And I'm just like, and also that was one of the things that I had, I didn't realize how much of a fucking American I was until I had to dress for a more conservative country. I'm like, bitch, I don't got no fucking long ass (laughs) shorts. It's gonna be hot as shit. And I'm like, God, I can't wear shorts. I gotta cover my fucking shoulders. All my shit is off the shoulder. I had to live for some shoulder action. So I'm like, oh my God, I have to buy like a whole new wardrobe. Because I'm going, I'm literally going through my entire wardrobe. I'm going through everything I own. And I'm like, I'm not wearing winter ass sweaters. I'm going to be hot. So I had to buy you know, loose. I would just buy like the traditional garments that they wear. There. I bought some really nice. Actually, no, I bought those in Casablanca, but I bought um, what do you call it? I can't think of it. But like the really long dress. Yeah. I bought some in Casablanca, and I bought one with me here, and I'm glad I did because it was like the perfect desert wear. It was bomb. That shit was so nice, and the pictures came out so nice. Check out my Instagram. Scroll <laughs> through, find it underscore d carry. Um, anywho's so. He was so kind. He was basically 
speaking to the guy to tell him how to set up the purchase for me. And then he said, excuse me. He said to me, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Do you mind if I speak to him in my language? It's just a little bit easier oh, that's, for me to communicate to him. That's really like, impressive. I was yeah. like, absolutely. You go right ahead. Thank you so much for asking. I'm in your country. You speak what you want to speak, yeah. but I appreciate you asking. Yeah, that was so Thank polite. you so much. And so it turns oh, out gosh. he was basically telling him to put the rings inside of, there's like a, the ring box is like a flower. And so it's on a stem. And so, cause I'm like, oh, just wear them out. Don't worry about it. He's like, oh no, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then he's like, dips down behind the counter and he pops back up with a fucking rose and i'm like you are so fucking cute they were so nice they weren't trying to scam you no i thought they were trying to i no, thought the story was leading so, up to you a thought scam. It was going someplace yeah, else. no yeah. they were so fucking nice and so now i'm looking at the time and i'm like okay i gotta meet the tour group i'm i really don't mean to rush you but I kind of didn't really gauge my time. I have to meet them. He's like, okay, no problem. And then I was paying with a card. So he's like, I can't take a card here. They can take it here. Come with me. We'll go. And so he's telling the guy, can we go a little faster? You know, he's trying. I can see uh. him trying to kind of expedite it for me. And he's very apologetic. Finish that transaction. And then I ask him, how do I get back to, you know, the general area? He's like, I will wa- I'll walk you. Come. So now he's like hustling through and I'm following him and we're walking. And so we kind of get back to the area where I was supposed to meet the group and there's nobody there. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, Okay, there's nobody here. And he's like, you don't see anybody? Does this look familiar? And I'm like, no, I don't really see anybody. He's like, okay, well, we'll keep walking. So then we keep walking in the general direction that I'm thinking the buses are going to be, like back to like the open parking lot area to the street. (laughs) And he's like, do you see anybody? Are you okay? Like, is this? And I'm like, oh, I'm getting a little nervous now, bro. Like, I don't see anybody. Like, my suitcase is on the bus. <gasps> oh my god! I have my backpack with like the important shit. Like I always keep yeah, the change but, of underwear, yeah. like a t-shirt or something, my passport, passport and yeah. that's on my bag. But all my clothes are on the fucking bus because I, I do the carry-on, and it's because I didn't know what I was gonna, I, what I was going to be walking into for the open market. Now, mind you, the tour guide knew that I had that um, provisional visa where I could stay, and I told him that I was going to stay at the market like i was going to leave from there i wasn't going back to the uh-huh, airport with them uh-huh. so i'm like fuck but my stuff's still on the bus i don't know where they are and so he's walking with me we're walking i'm really starting to get nervous we finally get to like the parking lot and he's just like i don't see anybody what do you like what do you think that somebody has on and mind you this is like english as a second language kind of conversation that yeah, we're having yeah. and then i see like buses driving so I'm like, oh, wait, that might be the bus. He sees a group of people that are like looking like they're waiting for a bus. He's like, wait right here. My man jets across the fucking parking lot. He lifts up the, I don't know what to call no. the bar, but like he lifts that shit up and pulls ass across the fucking parking lot for me. He stops the group, asks and then he does the turnaround, like, come on, like, this is them, does like the hand motion, like, come on. Bruh, you don't know how appreciative i was please tell me you tipped this man i had no cash because remember i just got in there i had just gotten there i hadn't converted anything i had like i had to pay in with my card because i just got from the Uh, airport and i had and he knew that too so he knew he wasn't even getting any money out of i had to pay my card because remember i put that last tour when i got in 
like it was late in the day so, so i had last, just so yeah, it was just like okay rushed, you got to go yeah. from one thing to the yeah. next thing and if i leave here they're gonna leave me for the tour kind of thing and i was really looking forward to it say all that to say i looked this man dead in his eyes and was thank you so much i appreciate he was like don't worry about it god bless you have a safe trip it's been a pleasure to help you. And I like that will forever just sit with me with his yeah, kindness, that yeah. level of just like giving of yourself for someone that you never met. I bought two things from him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, actually not, but like two rings and like some earrings or something like that. But I didn't make no dent in the store. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't spend no wild money. I think it's not like a hundred dollars or something. Just that will yeah. that always sits with me. That always sits with it's me. Similar, something similar happened to us in Trinidad, which mm. is why I'm obsessed with Trinidad. But like, do you think I would get the same reception in Qatar? Now, I will say as Kevin. Like, let's talk about it as Kevin first. Yeah, I don't know. One, you're a man, so mm. a feminine man, not feminine, just still a man. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Now, mind you, this is a Muslim country. Not to say that. Um, you know, I, I hate when people automatically assume that Muslim men don't respect their women. Uh-huh. I, I don't know enough about this country in particular, other than like the two full days that I was there, to say how they feel about their I mean, women. You can and say that's the more, same thing about the U.S. Fuck yes. So, you know what I mean? It's like, just like I, I. It's a stupid thing to say in general. I'm not going to assume anything yeah. about the Muslim population or the Qatar population. Mm-hmm. But I will say that that was the first place where I walked around kind of at night. Now, mind you, after that whole debacle, I got my luggage back and it was a lot of cobblestone. So now I look at the map and I'm like, oh, my hotel is a 10 minute walk from here. I'm just going to walk to the hotel. Like I kind of figured that I was going to do that or just take a taxi. So I asked one of the young ladies at like one of those little tourist kind of stand things. This hotel, she's like, yeah, straight up there. So I'm like, oh, OK, cool. So I start walking and I'm just randomly walking with a backpack and a, and a roll luggage and it's dark. I think it gotten dark at like six o'clock at that point. I think I'm not certain, but at this point it's maybe like eight o'clock, nine o'clock and I'm walking by myself. Actually it was probably a little bit later. And the reason why people were still out and about is because it was Ramadan. So excuse me. So I'm walking around with my luggage and I was trying to stop people and ask them, where's this street or where I'm trying to get here. A lot of people didn't speak English. So they kind of just like dismissed me not like nastily but they were just like yeah, i don't i can't help you right like uh, and i'm like oh thanks <laughs> and so i'm just jolly old me like after being on a high because this man saved my luggage just like strutting You're through crazy. all of these little cobblestone streets and i'm like okay now it's like a lot of traffic there's no sidewalks so i'm starting to get nervous and so i'm going down streets that don't make no fucking sense oh for me to be going God. down so now i'm in some fucking alleys <laughs> and now i'm like ah be like yo like this some shit you really in the movies are like yo sis really Really? This some fucked up shit. And I'm like, "Ah, all right, um, maybe not a good idea. I don't know. I stopped one guy. Well, he was sitting there. He was just like, what are you doing? He was just like, I'm just like, do you know where this is? He's like, take a taxi. And I'm like, no, but it's right here. He's like, yeah, yeah, take a taxi. So I don't know if he was trying to give me the heads up, like, bruh, get off the street. But I'm just like. Did you feel, like, how did you feel walking? I didn't feel crazy. And there were plenty of people outside, but I will say it was mostly men. It was mostly Uh, men outside. I don't remember seeing too many women outside. Then 
there were, I saw some tourists. I don't know if they were American or whatever. So I was trying to kind of ask them. They weren't trying to help. I went uh, into a of store. Of course they weren't. No, of course, of course they were I don't know where those guys were. And then also language barrier. I wasn't finding too many people language that were speaking English. English. So I'm trying to make sense of the fucking map on the phone. But it's like, there's so many. It's kind of like in Wall Street. You know how the streets just stop? They start up. They're in the middle of nowhere. Like the... The streets are and the blocks are really short. They're come it it means there's no ebb and flow yeah, to yeah, the layout. Yeah. So I'm like really starting to be like, oh, God, so did you take a taxi? Of course not. So I No. Of course not. Of course not. So now I'm walking. Bitch, if he's telling you uh-huh. to take Oh. But I'm just like on a high. Cause remember, my first interaction with people there was this You're by yourself. I know. I would have made that man walk me to a taxi. Bruh. Wasn't even doing, I didn't process that far. Because I'm like, yo, I'm good. So You give me so now, much anxiety. And it gets better. So now I'm walking up this street that looks like it's like behind, bruh, I don't fucking know. It's a little desolate. It's like a couple of parts. It's a lot of parked cars going on. It's looking like it's behind like an industrial, but it's very spacious. So it's not real seedy, real janky looking, but it's a little, ooh. So I'm walking and then I, oh shit, I think that's the hotel. And the way the hotel was, (coughs) excuse me, the way the hotel was situated was a little weird. Like it's not a vast open, and mind you, it's at night also. So there's like some weird shit to my left. I don't really know what I'm looking at. It's buildings over here, cars. And now I'm just walking and I've established that's the hotel. It's maybe like a block or two ahead of me now. And then all of a sudden I realize there's a car behind me. It's like the only car that's driving up this street now. And so I'm like, that's when the scary movie shit clicked. That's when the black girl scary movie shit came. I'm like, bitch, this ain't, something's not right here. And so now the car is driving up behind me. And you don't, you never let them know you know. You always got to act like you were, you know, not a victim, but you always got to act like you don't know what's going on so that you ready to hit them with the eh, eh, should it come down to it. So I'm like, all right, I know this car is behind me. Are the high beams on? Are the, are the high beams on? Are these lights? Are they looking for something? And then it's just like, now I'm over-processing. Now I'm like, okay, this is like that fight or flight. Like, so what are we doing? Thankfully, in that whole thought process, I guess it like lasted longer in my mind than it actually was. But then I'm like, I'm on the main street and now I'm walking towards the hotel. So that was like the scariest experience I've had while just Mm -hmm. being stupid and traveling. Mm -hmm. I've done other dumb shit. But yeah, that's when it kind of got like, okay, now, bitch. Yeah. That that was a bit much. Mm -hmm. You done made it through a couple of alleys. But this little back block area action right here, it's got to end. You got to, mm-hmm. like, at that point, I was just like, all right, so if this ain't it, I'm getting in a taxi. So, mm-hmm. but that was the hotel. So at the end, yeah, I made it. It was safe. That was the only scary experience I had. In terms of interacting with other but people. that was mostly your fault, too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. In terms of interacting with other people, I got to say, I was a little disappointed with myself. I didn't go out as much. Um, it was kind of far, so I know I spent more time sleep because I feel like jet lag started to kind of set in, but I tried not to let it be too big a thing. I was right next to this really nice museum that I wanted to see, but I remember just not going to see it. So the only interactions I had with people were room service. 
And they were wild nice. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm like, bro, kill it with the ma'am. Like, all right, sis, you like my age. Or, you know, like, what do you like? I'm like, do I look that old? I'm like, I know I don't. So the whole, it kind of made me feel a little weird. But I'm just like, you're being extra nice. When I did interact with people, it was the one um, excursion I did. I did like um, a desert tour, which was wild fun. I ended up getting beaten ahead for the price, but that again was my fault because I should have booked it before I left because I didn't realize that you had needed a certain number of, of days. You needed like three day window to book it and I wasn't going to be here. So like if I was there on a Tuesday, I wanted to book for Wednesday, but the soonest I could book was like Friday and I was already going to be gone. So learned that the hard way. So I ended up paying much more than I wanted to, but it worked in my favor because it was just me on the tour. Oh. It was just me and some rando dude that was driving me around. He ended up being really um, accommodating because I wanted to do a camel ride also. But the camel ride in and of itself was going to be like $200. And I'm already spending mad bread just for this. So I'm like, fuck that. I ain't going to spend no $500 for, no for a day. So I'm like, all right, nah. He's just like, don't worry about it. I'll talk to the guy. So he was really nice. The people that were there um, at that little pit stop where you let the air out the tires and they give you tea they were all nice i spoke to the guy and turns out my name was on the bottle of water dana means pearl and so like the bottle of water the guy that gave me with the tea and shit it had my name on it which i didn't realize until hindsight and then like there's a dana building and shit so i'm like oh wow and he's like yeah it's a pretty popular term out here it means pearl so a lot of shit's named pearl so i'm like hmm, got it he was really nice don't think I really interacted with too many other people outside of that excursion. Do you think I should travel there? Yes. Um, if I were to go out as a woman, I'd have to wear like... You'd have to cover yourself as yeah, a woman, though. Yeah, See, that's yeah. that's the difference. But that's not really a bad... I mean, if... Like, you have to... You'd assemble, have to just yeah. wear like a dress. Yeah. Like a long dress. Your arms, your... You, well, not... I don't want to say like your oh did was it the wrist no I think it's past your the head, elbow head I didn't cover my head I covered my head in the desert because I didn't want sand I, I in my hair for part of it my head just to really avoid any problems and if mm-hmm. I felt comfortable I'd take it off but to start with I'd probably go with my head covered yeah. and then just go from there oh my god I really want to go now <laughs> Casablanca I feel like you might be okay in because you could definitely depend especially depending on what places you go to yeah. you're gonna cover your head i'm trying to i was only there for a day i spent a lot of time club god no i don't party remember remember you guys oh. were like oh my god so we're gonna call you we're gonna all go to um fac and i'm just like yeah all right call me y'all. i know i, I know you like, were like yeah yeah and i was just like mm, i don't want to go yeah i'm not really a party person yeah um i don't i don't know I don't know. That's the only. Um, it's the only country in the Middle East I've ever been to. Oh, was can, that two days in Qatar? Can I? Before I forget, I did have one experience in Havana. Ooh, go! It was intense. So I was wearing these Fashion Nova booty shorts, and when I say booty shorts, bitch, they were panties. Like I love pulling short shorts, long panties. I say it all the time. Like that bitch got on some long drawers. It ain't no shorts. They like. They were pretty bad, I'm not going to lie. Like, okay. they were almost, like, they were pretty intense. Cheekies. Okay. Yeah, they were really bad. 
So, and also at this point, like, I I gave away all my wigs and a lot of my makeup um, to the trans woman that I met in Trinidad. So, I looked a lot less passable. Mm -hmm. Like, I looked a lot more... Less fishy? Yeah, less fishy, more androgynous. Okay. Um, So, I didn't exactly... I would say, yeah, I looked really in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, So, we go out in Havana... And at this point, we have this guy from Spain with us, which was I was really grateful for because Spanish is his first language. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know him. So, like, he haggled and really talked. He oh, knew yeah, how to talk to all the people. He was that type of guy. Like, he knew how to talk to everyone and everything. So, like, it was nice to, ha- to have, like, a man. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Do the, yeah, like, I will play that card yeah, when yeah. necessary. Do your man thing because I will yeah, be a woman yeah. when it is convenient to me. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's a little hard when it's three women travel. You know, like, going out when it's just three women. Like, it's a little hard but like so it was nice to have him there so we tried going into this one club and the bouncer was like oh we can't let her in with those shorts like those shorts are panties like he yeah. literally said but I that, think that would was, have been like for a man or a woman yeah yeah i don't think it was homophobic or anything right. but that's what he said so we went to the other club and i get in fine whatever and i actually make friends my friends are always making fun of me because i make friends with all the prostitutes of course <laughs> so like they were like oh let's go outside to smoke so i go out i'm going outside to smoke with them and then uh, i knew as soon as i saw the bouncer like at the door like he like pointed for me to go to him as soon as he did that i was like uh, like what's gonna happen like instantly like the adrenaline spike yeah. like I, I knew like something was gonna happen right so I go and he was like oh like you're gonna have to leave like you we can't let you in with those shorts like we don't know how you got in like blah 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 and then like all my prostitute friends are like getting riled up with oh, the shit. bouncers the <laughs> like, squad is ready yeah and like all the cubans it was outside like the smoking area was outside right by the bouncers so they were all like all the cubans there were like like it's not that big of a deal like he's mm-hmm. like some people were using he and some people were using she um, they were like, oh, he's visiting, like, she's visiting, like, let, like, who cares, blah, blah, blah. So then the guy was like, no, like, we can't. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, this huge bouncer, like, taps me on the shoulder, like, the biggest one, he taps me on the shoulder, and he was like, I don't know why they're giving you problems, like, okay. go back in. Yeah. I was getting like, oh, shit. Yeah, they were like, I don't know why they're giving you problems, go back in. But, like, the main thing to know about this situation is that I did not start yelling at the bouncers. I did not mm-hmm. start causing a scene. I did you not start. You didn't get real American on him. Exactly. I said, like, I'm sorry. Like, this is normal where I'm from. Like, because mm-hmm. that was also one of my first days. So I didn't Ooh. really know. So I, like, was just really humble about it. And I feel like when you're in a similar situation, like, just be humble and it'll work out. And yeah. that's what happened. Remember like, that you're at you're in their house. Yeah, yeah. Like, check, check your privilege. Like, you're traveling to their yeah. home and... It was kind of like the vegetarian thing. Like, um, it. I get being vegetarian or vegan or having uh-huh. dietary restrictions, but there's it. There's a certain way to go about asking for accommodations. Mm-hmm. I feel, and um, yeah, like if this is a predominantly meat eating country, then it's just like it's one thing to request it and not get it. Exactly. It's another thing to expect it 
and then feel yeah. a way about not getting it. And like Cuba is like decades behind. Like they, you have to stand online for hours to get Wi-Fi, and then you can only use Wi-Fi at a park. Like they have Ugh, very yeah. little exposure to the outside world. So the way I was dressed, like that's a lot in New York. Mm-hmm. So in Cuba, like they were very, very tolerant of me. Extremely tolerant, I'd say. Like. They were great. And even though that was like a, the only hiccup I had, like it didn't take away from my experience okay. at all. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap it up because we've been going for a while. Oh my God. So, so long. I've got, I like to end with a quote. And so I feel like this one pretty much, you know. I feel like this this one is jumping at me so far. So it's, and then there is the most dangerous risk of all, the risk of spending your life not doing what you want on the bet you can buy yourself the freedom to do it later. And that's uh, Randy Commissaire, Commissar, I don't know, Randy K. Um, I like that one because kind of similar to what you were saying, it's like not knowing if you'll be accepted there, but then still venturing to go there. It's like not going in drag, but it's like, you know what? My bag is ready. Yeah, exactly. I am prepared to switch it up should it present itself as an option. So I feel like they're traveling in and of itself as mm. anything other than a straight white male can be yeah. dangerous, you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like if you check your, your attitude and you... You're humble yeah. in a lot of situations that may not necessarily go your way at first. You can kind of get mm-hmm. through. You can kind of, um, I don't want to say, you can get over in a lot of situations. Yeah. But I feel like a calculated risk is better than no risk to me. I, I as agree. long as you're not putting yourself in harm's way, like walking down alleys in a country yeah. where people are telling you to take a taxi. Um, there's so much to learn. There's so much to gain from um, adventure and, and just trying it. Even if it doesn't go all well, at least you expose people to something yes. new. So maybe next time they see someone like you or experience the same thing, they'll be a little bit more open-minded about it. It's and not going to be as new. It's, it's not going to be as new. Like people are scared of things they don't understand or things that are new. And that's kind of a lot of motivation as to why I travel to these countries and do my best to go out and drag every night. Cause I want to expose people mm-hmm. to stuff to people like me, you know? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I want you to be safe in all your travels. Thank you. So let people know where they can keep up with your travels. So um, my Instagram is Kenna Keef, um, K-E-N-N-A-K-I-E-F. Okay, and it'll definitely be in the description. So as always, guys, thank you so much for listening to Travel and Shit. We're here signing out from the Beats on Film Network studio, and this is D. Carrie. Have a good one, guys. Bye.